Hello, I am Radio Family, and thank you for joining me here on Candid Conversations with Lady K. The show desires to share top-of-mind discussions on topics which are thought-provoking and relevant in our world today. So, let's jump right into today's show. Good afternoon. I am Radio Family. How are you all doing on this wonderful day? I pray it's been an amazing one for you all so far. So on the show today, we have a very awesome topic we'll be discussing that I know is vital to each and every one of us. And we'll be talking about health, nutrition, and wellness. You know, with the state of our country as we've been navigating through the COVID-19 pandemic, it has really shown us that the, up, the utmost importance of staying healthy and staying well. And it even records as such in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. As we see, our health and wellness is something the Lord wants us to take very, very seriously. And with so many health, nutrition, and wellness initiatives that we may encounter, it may be difficult sometimes to know what is the best avenue to take, you know, how to take care of ourselves and our families. So here on Candid Conversations, um, I um, have invited an expert in the field of health, nutrition, and wellness to join us on today to share ways to empower, educate, motivate, and propel, propel us to be our very best selves. So please give a candid conversations welcome to registered and licensed dietitian and nutritionist, Risha Taylor. Hello, Risha, how are you doing on today? Hello, Lady K, how are you? I am doing well, thank you for asking. Oh, awesome, awesome. I am just so excited to have you as a special guest on Candid Conversations. And it's just, you know, such a lifestyle driven topic that we're discussing. I just wanted to engage with someone I knew could share relevant and reliable information because sometimes, you know, things can get misconstrued out there, but about health and nutrition and wellness. So I thank you again for considering to be a guest on our show today. And thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. So I'm um, just, I mean, I did a little bit of a bio on you in the beginning, uh, just shared a few things, but would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your background, just to lay a foundation of how everything um, comes together for you as it relates to health, nutrition, and wellness? Absolutely. So again, my name is Risha, and I have been working in the field of nutrition, health promotion, and wellness for over 20 years now. Uh, my specialty areas include youth and adult nutrition, weight management, um, lifestyle change for chronic disease. I am a lifestyle coach for preventing the National Preventing Diabetes Program, as well as a, in the past, it was called Certified Diabetes Educator. And now um, it, it goes by a different name, but I provide diabetes education to people um, who are living with diabetes so that they can live their best lives and 
In short, I just help every, I try to help everyone I come across um, be the best version of themselves they can be through diet and lifestyle change. Awesome, awesome. That is just, wow. That's, that, that's a lot right there. So um, you're covering some very, very strategic um, situations that people, that we know people are facing and, you know, maybe you know, afraid to come forward to talk to someone about, but, you know, you're covering all that. That is just, you know, that's awesome to know that people can reach out to a person like yourself and, and be able to conquer those issues, like you said, to try to live the, you know, their very, very best lives. So uh, thank you so much for, you know, sharing that groundwork with us. And as I mentioned in the intro, you know, it may be difficult for people to know what's the best practice for them individually as it relates to health, nutrition, and wellness. Because, you know, I remember growing up, you know, we always hear, okay, eat your breakfast because breakfast is the most important meal of the day, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've heard that for yes, decades. Exactly. And sometimes it's starting the day for people, it's like so busy, you know, you know, parents trying to get the kids ready for school, you know, kids, you know, trying to do, maybe trying to still do some homework real quick. And, you know, it just kind of gets crazy. And sometimes breakfast may not happen, you know? So share with us, you know, the importance of having that you know, first meal of the day, you know, how important it really, really is for us to have that. Absolutely. You know, my answer may surprise some. Um, like I said, we've heard that for years that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Uh, but as time goes on, we learn more and more. And I'm going to take a different approach to answering that question. Um, today, I believe it varies from person to person. While certainly I believe that for kids and teens, um, research is very clear that kids and teens who eat breakfast have more energy, they do better in school, they're more alert, and they usually eat healthier throughout the day and have a healthier weight. So hands down, I would say it is important for kids, that is a very important meal, something to get kids up and going to start their day. Many of them start very early. Yeah. However, for adults, I'm going to say it depends on the person. There is a large body of research that um, the reasons that we thought breakfast was so important, we said it got your metabolism up and going and it helped you keep you from overeating later in the day. That may or may not be the case. Um, I, for one, I have found just with what works best for my body, I eat on an intermittent fasting schedule. And so I no longer eat breakfast first thing in the morning. I, um, fast in the morning. And so my first meal happens sometime between 12 and two. And I've just found for me, because I'm consistent in that, that has helped me keep my weight where I like it to be. It's helped me um, be more alert, have more energy throughout the day. It has helped me control my eating throughout the day. Um, but certainly that wouldn't be my recommendation for everyone. So I'm going to say, you know, for kids and teens, certainly um, something is better than nothing. And we don't want to start with a um, dose of sugar first thing in the morning, but a hot cereal, a high fiber cold cereal, a whole grain 
bagel or just something to get a, a yogurt, a piece of fruit, something to get out the door would certainly um, help them throughout the day. For adults, I'm going to say play around with some different options and see what works best. Anything that you're doing, you know, you have to stop and ask yourself the question, how do I feel my best doing this? Is this working for me? Because what works for one may not work for another. Right, right. That's awesome. And as we continue to look at nutrition, because you mentioned, you know, the differences as far as, you know, you might definitely want, you know, make sure your children get something. But for adults, it just really depends upon the person. So so how does adult nutritional needs and children's additional needs, how do they differ? Yes, so there are certainly some similarities between the nutrition needs of adults and children. Um, the things that are similar, we all need, both kids and adults need vitamin, minerals, protein, um, carbohydrates, and fat. However, the amounts of each of those that we need will vary depending on age. And so um, small or young, young kids need fewer calories while teen and adult kids, teens and adults need more calories. Um, in terms of fat intake, up till the age of two, the number of fat cells we have continue to grow. Mm -hmm. After age three, we don't continue to get fat cells. The fat cells themselves just grow. So up until the age of three, kids need more fat. So a larger percentage of their calories should come from fat. However, for teens and older adults, we don't need as much fat. But what's the same for both is that all should consume healthy types of fats. So that doesn't mean even if a two-year-old needs more fat, that doesn't entitle them to cake, candy, cookies, just because they need more fat. We all want to choose healthy fats fats, but the amounts will vary from young kids and then to teen and adults. The other thing that comes to mind is fiber intake. Fiber intake is important for everyone. However, adults need almost twice as much fiber than kids need. And then just for some other um, minerals, you know, there are some differences. Um, calcium is very, very important for all of us. But for that age group of nine to 18, they're going to require a little bit more. Their bones are still developing. Um, the calories and calcium is needed for growth and development compared to adults. While we need calcium as well, um, not quite as much as that age group. And so, again, there are many similarities. We all need balanced eating. Um, we all could benefit from the right um, amounts of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. However, the serving sizes appropriate are going to vary based on age. And one other thing I'll mention with that, it's important for adults to realize that because when we are helping or making plates for our children, we have to adjust the serving sizes. Their serving sizes are not going to be the same as an adult. And so when we offer them too much food and then, you know, tell them to eat all the food on their plate, we may be encouraging a problem down the line. Wow. Well, just here's something we talk about, you know, eating all your food on your plate. I just remember always hearing my mother saying that all the time. Okay, eat all the food on your plate. And mm -hmm. you just never really thought about it till you just said it, you know, about the serving sizes and 
you know, how that could really, really play a part in that. And even remembering too, you know what I'm saying? We always just like, okay, make sure you drink lots of milk. And you were just saying about the calcium and how important that is in that age range because the children are growing. So exactly. Those are, I mean, some of those things you heard, you know, you know, they, they kind of, you didn't think about it. And you're like, I don't want to eat this on my plate, but you know, you realize, you know, how important it was to do that, but in the right, in the right context and the right serving sizes in the, in the, in the right realm of saying, you know, all your plate, you know, what are you telling Johnny to eat on his plate? Exactly. And if it's too much, then we're telling Johnny to ignore his own satiety, the signals that tell him that he's full and he's had enough. And when we teach him, we feed, overfeed them, we're teaching them to ignore those signals. So as an adult, they can't sense when they've had enough and they need to stop. Yes. Awesome. Well, this is great. This is really, really great. And I really hope that the parents that are, their parents listening and they're really, you know, absorbing what you're saying. So, so now that we have a better understanding about daily nutrition, um, I know a big part of people's lives, especially those as adults and children too, we want to balance all that with proper exercise. And I mean, I know, you know, when we, the pandemic was going on and most people were at home, you know, I know a lot of us weren't, you know, people weren't getting the proper exercise they probably wanted to, because, you know, a lot of the times the gyms were closed, you know, children aren't in school, so they're not getting that recess time in like they normally would. So, you know, we know there's a lot of exercise platforms out there to choose from. So how should a person determine the best exercise method for themselves and how often should they put that exercise into, into place and into practice? Yeah, that's a great question. I think if the pandemic taught us nothing else, it's taught us that sometimes we have to pivot, we have to adjust, and we need a backup plan. Yes, yes, and yes. so with um, as far as kids versus adults, the recommendation for kids and teens is one hour a day of physical activity, one hour a day. And, you know, it's very, very, that's a um, tough message to make happen because a lot of physical um, activity and PE classes, they've been removed from a lot of schools. Uh, when you come home, you know, I grew up that every day we would come home, change clothes, go outside and you play until the streetlights come on. And we live in a different world today. I mean, even my kids, I believe we live in a you know nice neighborhood, but I can't just tell my kids, hey, go outside. I'll see you in the streetlights. I mean, it's just a different time. And so we have to be intentional in making that happen. And so it is an hour a day of some type of activity or movement for kids compared to adults, we're looking for at least 30 minutes, five days a week. And that's some type of cardiovascular activity, some type of activity that's gonna get your heart rate up and going for at least 10 minutes at a time. And the beauty is that 30 minutes can be broken into two 15 minute segments or one 30 minute. And then in addition, you want to definitely include um, some form of core or strength training uh, just to keep your muscles nice and strong. But in terms of being flexible and having a backup plan, you know, it's going to, what's going to be the best for each individual. I certainly would recommend that people consult their 
primary care physician, if they, you have arthritis or knee and joint pain, um, that's not an excuse to do nothing, but it is a motivator to try something else. And so a person may want to look into chair exercises if they have um, back, neck, I mean, back, hip, or knee pain, chair exercises you can will still allow you to get your cardiovascular activity. Um, a treadmill may be a little easier on someone's knees than being out on the concrete. There are a lot of activities you can do. There are YouTube videos to just walk around your house, apartment, your whatever space you live in that doesn't even require you going outside. But gone are the days when we can only rely on a gym or a class setting to move more and get active. We have to learn to do things, um, get some soup cans, get milk jugs and do your strength training that way. But um, there are true barriers to exercise, like um, your knees are um, hurting bad. But again, that's not an excuse to do nothing. That's just a motivation to find something else that does work for you. But for all of us, no matter what age we are, the goal is to move more. Exactly. And you, and you made some really good points, you know, that, you know, you may not have, you know, you may not have a Peloton in your house. You may not Absolutely. have a in your house, or you may not have a membership to LA Fitness or whatever, but um, and you just said they're very simple things, you know, grab a can of soup or, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, use that for, you know, your strength training. Or, and I love what you were saying about the, uh, the chair exercises, because I know last year, you know, when a big pandemic was really kind of going, they were really uh, targeting that at, our, at my job, you know, sharing different chair exercises that people could do, which I thought was really, really awesome of them to do that, you know, to kind of get people, you know, and, and just even giving yourself a chance to break away from just sitting at your desk for, you know, yes. hours out of the day, you know? And I was just like, oh, wow, that was, you know, really, really helpful. I know it was helpful to me, you know, just being able to, to do that. So those are really some really, really great tips. And like you said, you're right. It's not like how it was back in the day when we would go outside and just, like you said, out there playing hopscotch and, you know, double dutch and playing all kind of games so like you said the street lights came on you know children don't really have that anymore but you know there are other things you know that you can find to do um if, if you can do that so um those absolutely. are really really great points so thank you for sharing that and absolutely yeah and i'll just add one more thing to that we do have to be really careful all of us in being sedentary because you can start your day with 30 minutes of exercise or activity, but research tells us that the person who then goes to sit for eight hours or be sedentary for eight hours, you've canceled out some of the benefit of that activity just by being sedentary. So even setting an alarm on your um, phone or whatever type of device you use to just get up and stretch and just move around for a minute can prove beneficial. Awesome. Awesome. And I mean, I know even for you, cause I, I love like watching, you know, seeing your posts and everything when you're on Facebook and, um, just to let you know, this, this young lady right here, you know, she runs like 
races like the Peachtree <laughs> Road Race in Atlanta. <laughs> We're talking about, you know, 26 mile races, uh, you know, uh, climbs up, you know, Stone Mountain of Georgia, <laughs> you know, and not saying, you know, I'm just saying, you know, she's not just saying all this, just saying these are things I know she does. Uh, she practices what she preaches, you know, and I, I'm sure there are people who are out there, you know, who are absorbing everything we're sharing and, and maybe they don't have like a nutritional plan that they're really following well or a wellness plan that they're really following. Um, you know, people aren't keeping up with, you know, doing their doctor visits, whatever. And, you know, we, you know, we want to just share with our listeners how they can make those necessary life, lifestyle changes. So, you know, if there's somebody out there who's not doing that right now, what would you recommend? How, where could they start to try to, you know, move themselves to a, a better plan to make sure that their, their, their nutrition, their health and wellness plan is, you know, is, is getting on track, is being is on track for them. Right. I would keep it simple. And I think my top five for anyone, um, and again, the pandemic taught us so much. Nutrition has always been important, but we know now that getting in the right nutrients on a day-to-day basis, keeping our immune system um, up, how important that they can actually be things that save our lives. So all of us could benefit from increasing fruit and vegetable intake. Um, just, we used to say eat five to stay alive. And now it's going to depend on male, female, and your age. But that recommendation can go from five to nine servings of fruit and vegetables a day with, of course, more emphasis being on the vegetables. Um, then I would say decrease or eat fewer processed foods. And processed foods are your cake, candies, cookies, lunch meats, anything that doesn't come in its natural form. Uh, So again, your lunch meat, uh, pizza, a lot of your fast foods, uh, just decrease and eat fewer processed foods along with increasing your fruit and vegetables. Many of us need to rethink our drink, rethink our drink. And so if you're starting your day with Starbucks and you tell them to make it like I like it, or if kids are drinking a lot of I call it sugar water, but juice or um, sodas, we need to just rethink our drink and make sure we're decreasing the calories that come from beverages, um, including sugar. Um, Practice mindful eating. And uh, to keep it simple, mindful eating is just being present when you're eating, taking 20 to 30 minutes to consume your meal, chewing your food well, being aware of when you are satisfied, when you are full, and being okay with stopping, even if there's food still on your plate. So practice mindful eating as opposed to what a lot of people do. We can consider that they eat mindlessly. They're going from point A to B and just eating as a um, extracurricular activity, but make the meal, put some time aside and focus on that meal. And then last, um, is not necessarily nutrition, but we've already mentioned it, is just to move more. So I would say increase fruit and vegetable intake, decrease or eat fewer processed foods, rethink your drink, and practice mindful eating. Wow. Those are, oh, girl, 
we're going we might have to make that into a manuscript or something <laughs> those are some great great points you know and, and you don't often you know you don't always get that that information you know i mean probably you may get it you know you go to your doctor and then you they just kind of push it to the side, but that might be something like a mantra to put on your refrigerator or, or put in your on your mirror in your bathroom just to kind of remind yourself of those things. Because you know it could become so easy just to you know quickly try to forget about it. But if you make it a mantra and it becomes a habit, like they say, you do it you know so often, then it becomes a habit, then it becomes a part of your life. Then it's just like then you're doing it. So um, that's just like very 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 profound. And and I just want to say I, I want to thank you for taking out the time to share your expertise expertise with us on a day. I mean, I know we've only scratched the surface, only to scratch the surface as it relates to health, nutrition, and wellness, but perhaps we can have, we can just maybe have you as our resident, you know, nutrition expert and have you back on a future show or future show. Absolutely. Anytime. I would enjoy that. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, so I, that would be perfect for us to have that, you know, as a continuous, you know, because we know the holidays are getting ready to come up and we know sometimes that can, you know, for people that can kind of be an out of control kind of time frame. So we might we need to come back and just kind of remind people, okay, you know, this this holidays are coming. Let's not like let's not get crazy. You know, let's right. Of, you know, kind of keep it focused. So um, that would be awesome. So I am Radio Family. I, I believe Risha has just really shared some very profound information with us on today, and I pray it will be the catalyst to assist you on your health, nutrition, and wellness journey. So again, Risha, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to the opportunity to have you back on and just, you know, just kind of reminding us how important, how important health, nutrition, and wellness is to our lives. Thank you again for joining us on today. Thank you for having me.
I am Radio Family, we have come to the end of our show. I pray that you were blessed by what was shared during our time today. I am a firm believer that knowledge is power. And if we meditate on what we've heard and apply what we've learned, we will see the evidence of victory in our lives. Please be sure to reach out to me via my social media platforms. On Facebook, you can find me as Cantrice Dorsey and on Instagram as Cantrice D. Also, if there's a topic you want to have discussed here on Candid Conversations, please send me an email to IamRadioStation.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay blessed.